Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells. Whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. 
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Imagine having your lips cut off. I think about this sometimes. I think about it because we tell these stories about terrible things that happened to people long ago. And we're so removed from it by time. Can't see pictures of it. That it almost doesn't seem real. I mean, look, I sit here every single day and I tell you a story from history. 30,000 foot view story. Remember, if any of this stuff fascinates you, dig. I have to I have to gloss over so much or the show would be 10 hours a day. But we tell these stories in sometimes even to me, they just seem like stories. Something somebody made up somewhere. Especially the ancient, ancient stuff that's extra horrific. We talked about Assyrians before. We'll talk about them a little today. That's not what we're focusing on. But the things they used to do to people, flaying people alive. It doesn't seem real. It's, 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 some, it's something out of the Game of Thrones. It's not real. But it is real. That person may have lived long, long ago, but was a very real human being. A very real human being that had to go through something like that. What goes through your mind? You are sitting in a Babylonian court. You're being judged. They have a law. They have judges. We'll get to that in a minute. And they pass down a sentence that you have to have your lips cut off. Your eyes gouged out of your head. What what does that feel like? Because I I say this because I have this fascination with law and order and courts, and cops, and judges, and lawyers, and really, I have this fascination with prisoners. I think about this all the time when we see a a prisoner on TV these days. You know, they'll do the in-courtroom video or sketch, and you're sitting there facing the death penalty, and you don't know what the jury's going to say, and you sit there, and they stand up and say the word, Guilty. What does that exact moment feel like? Is it so horrible it doesn't even seem real? And that's for... That's for an American prison. I'm not saying our prisons are great, but that's not a sentence to have somebody slice your lips off. What does that feel like? It is... It is something how absolutely vicious the ancient world was. Maybe we didn't know any better. 
maybe maybe that was just how it had to be. But it is amazing that that is real, that that stuff really happened. So we're going to do just a brief overview of a story today. Mesopotamia. We're going to focus on ancient Iraq, Iran, Israel. Obviously, none of them were called that at the time. We're going to focus on that area and the beginning of it, or the beginning of what we know. The first real civilization we know is probably one you haven't really heard of before, Sumeria. Sumeria is the one who really laid down a lot of the framework you know. People began to come together. They began to come together so they could farm in mass. They began to come together more and more in these larger cities for protection. Protection against raiding tribes, protection against violence. And this civilization arose called the Sumerians. And what's shocking is we know a lot about the Sumerians, even though we're talking 6,000 years ago. We know a lot about the Sumerians because they wrote things down on clay instead of paper. We lost, we've lost so much of history. We've lost so much history that came after the Sumerians, but a lot of that's because it was written on paper. Building burns down, written on paper, history gone. Sumerians are etching their stuff on clay tablets. We still have them today. And the Sumerians came up with writing as far as we know. And do you know why writing came about initially? It came about because people were gathering in these cities and there was no way to keep track of the logistical needs of a city without writing something down. So they created writing. The Sumerians created the wheel. They really were the civilization there. Now, I'm not going to go into this because I know somebody's going to scream at me that, no, you don't understand that the, the Chinese were already doing this. The China, I know that. I know that because we can only go off of what we think we know. But there's so much that didn't get written down. There was probably a gigantic civilization out there before the Sumerians that got wiped off the map and didn't have writing and therefore we'll never ever know about them. Lost the history. But the Sumerians are here and they begin to settle this area. Like I said, big cities, farming. And then we get the Akkadians. Now what the Akkadians were to the Sumerians were stupid immigrant barbarians. Tell me if you've heard this story before. Large, powerful empire has some rough and tough immigrant people it considers to be barbarians, allows them within its borders, does not properly disperse them in its borders. They grow in size and grow in size until one day they are more powerful than the country that allowed them in and they take it over. No, I'm not doing some American immigration comparison. It's just stunning how often that happens throughout history. We welcomed them in. 
And now there's a lot of them. Well, now there's a lot of them. Oh, wow. Now they're running the show. And a man rose out of this called Sargon the Great. What a great ancient name. Sargon the Great, this Akkadian king. And while Sumeria gets a lot of credit for being one of the first settled societies, you know, riding the wheel, things like that, Sargon the Great gets most of the historical credit for teaching the world what an empire is. Isn't that odd that nobody knew that? It just wasn't something that occurred to people. Wait a minute. Hold on. I can I can take a powerful army and take over there and take over there and take over there and it'll all be mine? I wonder if, and I know this is a stupid thing to wonder. I get that. I wonder if that happened on purpose or if that was one of those things that just kind of happened. You know, you you have your Sargon the Great, you have this powerful army, you have your city, the city next door to you, you guys get in a tussle over something. And so you just fight them and you beat them and you're looking around and you think, I like it here, I think I'll stay. And then you get in another argument with the next city over and the same thing happens, you look around and you think, I like it here, I think I'll stay. And soon, you own it all. Either way, it didn't end with Sargon. These are uncertain financial times, and boy, is that putting that mildly. <laughs> we have, I mean, you heard these numbers. I just talked about it on the show today. You heard the numbers about small businesses going out of business, large corporations going out of business, 50 million people unemployed. I'm not trying to scare you, but I am trying to wake you up. Don't look at that stock market number and convince yourself the economy's fine. Convince yourself that, well, everything will be fine. There's going to be a correction because you can't rot out the pillars that hold an economy up and not have consequences, and that's what we're doing. It's not a time to panic. The sky isn't falling, but it is a time to get yourself a gold IRA so you can diversify. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Gets you up to $5,000 in free gold and silver coins. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Sargon the Great is great, creates for himself an empire, but it doesn't last forever because nothing lasts forever. And remember, they're all just trying to figure this out at this point in time. They're all working this out. And to hear me talk about it is going to make it sound like this this lasted, you know, it's 20 years and they, they figured things out. We are quite literally talking about thousands of years. It's just so long, and things take so long in the ancient times. After Sargon the Great, the Amorites came. I know you've heard of them. 
They were also considered to be barbarians. Tell me if you've heard, stop me if you've heard this before. And then the Amorites began to really settle down, create big cities. And out of big cities they created came what we know as Babylon. Now, Babylon is an interesting, interesting society. Babylon's interesting for a couple different reasons. One, everybody who came after them was fascinated by them and admired them for the most part. I'm talking about people like the Greeks, the Assyrians, we'll get to that in a minute, who existed with them, the Romans, They admired Babylon. You've heard probably of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. You've seen a million TV shows and movies named Babylon something. You can go Google it. There's something about this society that fascinates us. Also, eh, didn't exactly get the best press in the Bible. Understandably so. Clearly, God was not a fan. You could, it's not just, not just the old Bible either. We'll get to, we'll get to the stuff with Nebuchadnezzar and the Jews, but you can find Babylon and revelations. They're talking about the whore of Babylon. I'm sorry to put it so bluntly, but that's, it's right there. So there was uh there was a divide there. Understandably so. Keep in mind as we talk about Babylon today and Babylon's advancements and Assyrians and things like that. And obviously there are historically some really cool things. We're also talking about people who practiced child sacrifice. Never a good thing. And let's just dwell on that for a moment because I always find this to be sick and still fascinating at the same time. Religions like the Babylonians, they're going to come up with a religion, and they did. And they had gods of barley and gods of this and gods of gods of that. But their main god was Marduk. How do you, in the process of creating your religion over a long period of time, how do you look at children and think, if we kill that child, that will be helpful? I, I, just, I, I can... The thing is, with all these ancient societies and the different ways they 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 view things and they create all these gods out of thin air and stuff, I get it. I, 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 I'm not encouraging it, but I understand it. Uh, the ancient Greeks, you have a god of war. You have a god of the ocean, Poseidon, a god of the underworld. Hades, you're trying to make sense of the world. Okay, fine, I, I get that. How does one get from that to let me murder this baby? And I understand we are all products of our culture. You've heard me talk about it a million times. That's why I try not to judge historical people because they were just, they were following whatever was acceptable in their culture. But again, it's a child. If you're the priest, parent, priestess, whatever it may be, and you're told to do this, Is there nothing inside of you that says this isn't right? And we're not even just talking about, not that this would be any better. We're not talking about 
laying the child down for lethal injection here. We're talking throwing your child into the flames. How does one get to be that evil? And not only that evil, a society that accepts it. Not one person. There's always one nut out there. A society that accepts that. That blows me away. Absolutely blows me away. So we'll set that aside for now, but keep in mind that's what we're dealing with. But the Babylonians rise, and they rise quickly. And setting aside the child sacrifice stuff, they really lay down the model for the ancient world as what a air fingers, quote, civilized society should be. We're talking cities of 100,000 people. That is so absurdly massive. They didn't have cities of 100,000 people for centuries after this. That is absurdly massive. The Assyrians were doing it too. And Babylon rises up and they become this center of, of culture, of science. They're studying the stars it was really interesting as I was doing a bunch of reading on Babylon. They're scientists. They were huge on science and studying nature and studying this. Their scientists were very much not necessarily part of their religion, but under the umbrella of their religion. And I got to thinking, what's changed? So are ours now. If you consider our national religion to have shifted from Christianity, haha, up yours, Chris, from Christianity to leftism, and I think and I, I say it has. Obviously, I do not view that as a progression, but it it simply has. Scientists in any society serve under the umbrella of that society's religion. They do, but anyway, I, Babylon extremely advanced. And a man comes along and creates something that's going to sound odd. It's going to sound odd because how could you create something that's always existed? Well, he it didn't always exist. Hammurabi or Hammurabi, depending on how educated you are, and you know how educated I'm not. He rises as a ruler of Babylon. The man reigned for 43 years, which in and of itself is incredible. To live for 43 years back in these times is amazing. Reigned for 43 years, and he came up with written down, established law. A rule of law. It's called Hammurabi's Code. Isn't it astounding to think about that not existing at all before Hammurabi? Isn't that amazing to think about? It was one of those things where the strong ruled the weak. Societies were ruled by monarchs. Cases of crimes, whatever they may be, are decided by the king or by the king's appointed governors or by the king's appointed judges. Now you ask Jesse, but what were those crimes? Again, totally decided by the king. Totally decided by the governor. Completely up to them. Guess what? I just decided what you just did to crime. 
Okay, well, what does that mean? It means we're going to gouge your eyeballs out. I just decided that too. And a man came along and said, we're going to change all that. And came up with Hammurabi's code. And by the way, it's really, really cool. Again, these people were writing things down, etching things in stone. We know what Hammurabi's code was. Hang on. BattleBox is one of the best subscription services I've ever heard of in my life, and it is without question the highlight of my month for my kids, for my boys. Maybe you have kids, maybe you don't. It would be fun just by yourself. It would be fun just, just you and your spouse. But I'm telling you, my boys are staring out the door waiting for my monthly battle box to get there, and what kid wouldn't love that stuff? They mailed me a hatchet. They mailed me a tarp. They mailed me flashlights. They mailed me a biodegradable grill. They come with all kinds of biodegradable things, survivalist things, adventure things, outdoor things, starting at just $30 a month. And they include instructions on how to use this stuff. It's like Christmas once a month. And here's the best part. If you go to BattleBox.com, no E, BattleBox.com, and you use the code JESSE, you get 20% off. BattleBox.com, coupon code JESSE. Yes, I see what's going on in Wisconsin, and yes, I'm going to give you my thoughts on it in just a few here. We're just going to talk a little bit more ancient world stuff. It's, it's cool. I find this stuff to be supremely fascinating, and I'd love to take a quick time machine trip back to Babylon and check things out. Maybe stop a child sacrifice or two, Chris, on the way out of town, throw the child in my time machine, teleport back. That would probably be a bit of an adjustment for the little tyke, and depending on how old he is, but... Yeah, no, this is an iPhone. No, we don't no, we don't etch things on a tablet. No, why are you pooping in the road? What I'm kidding. I think they had toilets quit. Now, Babylon rises becomes this cultural center. A lot of people get confused about Babylon and Assyria because it's really easy to get confused. Who came first? What they kind of came up together. Babylon rose in the south. Assyria rose in the north. Babylon, by all accounts, was the more powerful one early. And then the Assyrians rose. And, well, like we talked about on that show, the Assyrians were militarily absurdly good. And their culture was absurdly brutal. And the Assyrians rose and dominated everybody around them. And eventually, they took over Babylon. But Babylon is one of those places, if it sounds like I kind of admire them, child sacrifice or not, it's because I do. 
And this is the reason why. It's not all the science stuff and all that. Babylon, everybody eventually found out it's just virtually impossible to have Babylon as part of your empire because they will always rebel. They don't think they're supposed to be part of your empire. They're just always going to give you problems no matter what. Eventually, the Assyrians... They get a king named Sennacherib. Sennacherib, as always, has all kinds of problems with Babylon. Now, I should lay out for you, while the Assyrians were brutal and tearing people's skin off and and doing all the terrible things Assyria is known for doing, and they did take over Babylon, they still had a humongous admiration for Babylon. They, When they took it over, they essentially decided that's kind of our cultural center, too. Again, everybody admired Babylon. Sennacherib, however, can't seem to get Babylon under control. It's driving him insane. He eventually sends his son down there to rule Babylon. All right, I'm sending my boy down to get you people in line. Well... Sennacherib's son takes a bunch of the Babylonians and fights a little battle with someone else. I'm not going to go into it. It doesn't matter. Sennacherib's son dies in this battle. Again, this is the era where kings were supposed to be with the army, oftentimes in the front of the army. In my opinion, those are better days. You see you're a lot less willing to start a war when you're the one catching an arrow in the face. Sennacherib, however did not appreciate the Babylonian efforts to protect his boy. And when I say did not appreciate, I mean he gathered up an Assyrian army, marched down on a city he already controlled, surrounded it, killed every man, woman, and child inside, and razed the city to the ground. He actually has, we have direct quotes from Sennacherib talking about how he tore down every stone and flooded the place on purpose. He screwed up their irrigation. Like I, I, I want it gone forever. But again, those resilient Babylonians, it's tough to keep them down. You killed everybody. You raised the city to the ground. Not everybody, but most of the people. You raised the city to the ground, and yet Babylon starts to make a comeback. And starts to make a comeback. And Sennacherib eventually went away. And it should be noted, even the Assyrians were horrified by what Sennacherib did to Babylon because they loved Babylon. And the Assyrians did not stay in power forever. It's very difficult to stay in power forever, forever when you're so brutal to everybody because you make a lot of enemies. How many times have we had this conversation about our own daily lives, yours, mine. You don't have to pile up enemies. I see people do this so often now. I see people do it on social media all the time because it's not personal to you. Stop piling up enemies. It's fine to have enemies. Lord knows I have plenty of them. They've been calling trying to get me kicked off the air for a week. Yeah, a lot longer than a week. That's right, Chris. But still, it's fine to pile them up 
if it's not intentional, don't pile them up on purpose. At least not in your own industry. Anyway, the Assyrian Empire begins to break up and fall. They're splitting up. And the Babylonians rise again. And now we enter into a period of time that's also going to sound familiar to you. The Neo-Babylonian Empire and a man named Nebuchadnezzar II rises. Yes, Chris, that Nebuchadnezzar from the Old Testament. You've probably heard of him before. Hanging Gardens of Babylon, one of the seven wonders of the world. Do you know that how, how that came about? Well, remember, they're always forging alliances in the old days. Always. And how are alliances forged in the old days? You know, we've talked about it before. Marriages. I've got a son. He's going to be my heir. Can he have your hot daughter? I have a hot daughter. It would, do you like how she looks, King? You're welcome to have her. Then we're friends. And Persia was on the rise now. And the Babylonians wanted to get to know the Persians. Well, wanted to be buddies with the Persians. Nebuchadnezzar marries a Persian wife. She gets down to Babylon and misses Persia. Persia, most of Persia was very green and lush. I've been where Babylon is. Like, physically, I've been there. It's in Iraq. Ah, not green and lush, to put it mildly. (laughs) It's very brown. It's very brown, very rocky, very sandy. Not what I would consider lush territory by any stretch of the imagination. Apparently, Nebuchadnezzar's bride shows up and says, Gosh, it is dusty around here. I would love something green. And so he created some gigantic temple that they had, obviously, they had to irrigate to it and created all this grass. and Not, not grass, but all these all this plant life. Look, I don't know. I'm not a plant person, Chris. Some people, Are you a plant person, Chris? I'm not a plant person. But Nebuchadnezzar creates the Hanging Gardens of Babylon for his Persian wife. And we're getting to the point in time now where they bring in some Jews. Not willingly. Baby, you've read that before. The Jewish exile to Babylon is obviously a huge part of the Bible. And frankly, you could probably call it the beginning of that feeling in Judaism of being taken away from your homeland where you always want to return. Chris, do I have that right? That's probably pretty fair. Probably pretty fair. I don't like to speak for Jews too often. I let Chris do for that. Do that. And that is the Babylonian kingdom. Fascinating, fascinating people. Now, we're going from Babylon to Wisconsin. Hang on. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. 
That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.